This podcast contains some adult chats and colorful language. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Generation Y Do podcast, where we ask why we are who we are, why we make our life choices, what's going on in the world, and why aren't we ready for any of it? We are just three best friends secretly hoping for a three-way kiss under the mistletoe, asking why Generation Y do what they do. Ew! Ew! Making it all festive. Thank you. That's my new shtick for the rest of the week now. Shtick. That's my number one word. Silent partner hates that word, and I love the word shtick. I love shtick. To be fair, question though: Have you ever actually been under mistletoe? No, I've never. I don't even know what mistletoe looks like. Oh, they're little like white balls. Oh, I know what they look like. I bet <laughs> you do. I had a super romantic kiss under the mistletoe with a guy when I was like nineteen. Oh my god! And it was like generally something out of the movie, and I was such so repressed at that age, unfortunately, because <laughs> of Irish society. But we'll move on from that. It was lovely and romantic, but it hasn't happened since. Great. Thanks for the tips. I've probably had a shift under like a holly bush. Before. <laughs> like, that's as... Or just in a bush. <laughs> yeah, that's as exotic as it gets for me. That's just as festive. That's just as festive. So guys, I uh, had a great week last week, didn't we? Yes, we had an amazing week. I'm so happy with last week's episode. It was so, so, so lovely. And thank you for all the lovely feedback that I got and Ben got. And it was really, really sweet. And also that we got too, so... I forgot about Connor and John. Well, I can't... I didn't get feedback for you guys. I can't speak on your behalf. Wow, interesting. But yes, thank you very much to Ben. Hopefully you're listening today. You are a fantastic guest. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually a really well-listened to episode. I feel like everybody really wanted to, you know, hear about what's going on in their relationships and also figure out what's going on in your life. People are nosy, beyond <laughs> All they wanted is the tea and yeah, tea. Everybody wants the tea. Um, but apart from that, how was your week, Nikki? I'm just getting ready for Christmas now. You know, the huge rush until Christmas. Yeah, I know what you mean. Mine's the same. I have zero Christmas presents bought. Even though I know really? what I want to buy, but I have nothing bought yet. I'm very far behind this year. I was very good last year. This year I'm quite, quite slow. Um, and then tonight was my almost Christmas party. One of the girls was leaving, spent for a few drinks after work, and then we have our proper Christmas party tomorrow. So that'll be fun, fun, fun. Um, well, I'm really proud of myself. I have basically bought like 90% of my Christmas presents and this never happens. I'm genuinely that person that's been on Christmas Eve going from shop to shop trying to find something. Oh God. Which I'm not proud of. Well, all I have to do is get my presents for the children in my class and then I am sorted. That's so cute. Do you get presents for every single child? Yeah. Like a sweet each from the collection box. Well, we selection like, <laughs> selection box. Collection box. box. Well, I usually try and get like a book for them each, or oh my god, yeah, it's quite nice or something you know educational because I'm that cool teacher that you know you're going to be that teacher that we all remember from like primary school and we're just like oh do you remember that teacher they were so nice and so sweet that's going to be you it is. Miss Honey. I love how everybody panicked for a second because they were looking for a dig when I was just giving a compliment. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say, I mean, the pause there was like, Connor, you can't leave the joke more than five seconds. I was no, I was trying to be nice for once. Oh, The Christmas spirit taking over me. I'm being possessed, honey. We also have something very, very, very exciting to announce. <gasps> uh, we have now officially hit over 1,000 downloads. Yes. It's absolutely mind-blowing. It is. Like, when we just, when we started this, we decided that we'd want to do something a bit more creative, something outside the box that we hadn't done before and we all kind of were like leaning towards different things but we came together on a podcast and we never really expected it to take off this way but you guys have been so good downloading and having a lesson and getting in touch with us and it's, it's really touching thank you very much yeah guys. and I the agree. comments are very cute even like a little like love heart emoji is you know it's 2019 we are a generation wide though podcast that love heart emoji means a lot yes that's so thank is. you so much there's a lot of intention behind that emoji and we really appreciate every single one mm-hmm. no lots of lovely messages so thank you so much and i i still can't go over that we're over a thousand downloads so amazing way to end the last episode of 2019 thank you guys exactly and speaking of last episode of 2019 we're doing all things christmas Yes. yes! I really thought we should have like a jingle bell sound effect. Can we get a jingle? We don't have a soundboard, so I'll put that in in the edit. Yeah, ding, we ding, can. Ding. When I was over here on my bike, I was literally home and I was like, for someone who don't, doesn't have a soundboard that wasn't so bad you know what I mean but um, that's actually a really good question really quick what's your favourite Christmas song um, I would have to say like traditional carol is probably have yourself a merry little Christmas and then a pop song is Wham last Christmas what a fabulous rendition I love that you have different categories for Christmas songs <laughs> of course I think my favourite Christmas song for me is um, Andy Williams The Most Wonderful Time of the Year Oh, it's the June. most like really deep, fabulous like Frank Sinatra, yes, yes. voice. Like I love that. Yeah. Um. So traditional wise, I had the same as you. 
And then as my three o'clock in the morning, too much white wine, Christmas song that makes me scream like a little girl, um, Mariah Carey. Yeah, of course. Has to be done. Has to be done. Has to be done. Um, So yeah, Christmas time is here. We're in a very festive at the Generation Wilder podcast. So we thought we'd take a deep dive into the concept of Christmas, where it came from, what it's about, Mm -hmm. how we as a generation are celebrating it today, Mm -hmm. how it's changed, and kind of some of our own little tidbits about what our Christmas days look like as well. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of all things Crimbo today. Speaking of which, John, I believe you have a definition of Christmas for us. Yes, I mean, it's quite a simple definition, but I think it gets to the heart of the matter. I also love the fact that you're now aware we do a definition at the beginning of yes. every episode. Well, I felt really like put on the spot and stressed last week, so this <laughs> week I was uber prepared. But at the same time, this is like totally made up from my head because I'm a definition genius. I'm just really glad you finally arrived to the party. <laughs> the Christmas party, am I right? The Christmas party, yo, y'all. Yo. 2K19. Christmas is the annual Christian festival celebrating Christ's birth, held on the 25th of December in the Western Church. Very simple. You're Very right. Very simple, yeah. I mean, I wasn't lying to y'all when I said it was simple, but I guess at the crux of it, that is it. Well, that's the thing. That's what Christmas kind of boils down to. At the end of the day, it is a religious holiday. Yes. Or the origins of it are a religious holiday. So I think um, what might be best to do is kind of go back a while and see where exactly it came from. Because we know it's all about the birth of Jesus and blah, blah, blah. But I think it, I think it might go a bit further back than that what do you have to say about that Nathan? well um i'm gonna just do a little history lesson because we all know how much we loved it when i was doing my halloween history lesson so i'm back i personally <laughs> loved that i thought got taking that deep dive into the mm-hmm. origins of halloween was nice so keep it coming so miss statsy is now miss histy nah miss histy miss me. <laughs> i just love the job drag him <laughs> Miss Histy Rectomy. I absolutely love that. So good. I just love the jump from scientist Nikki to Miss Statsy Nikki to historian Nikki. I mean, I'm just an all-rounder. I'm just saying. Okay, so is Christmas actually Christian? I feel like that's like a clickbait article title. (laughs) I feel like it's a trick question, so I'm going to say absolutely yes. So, Christmas, you were right. The origins come from the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. However, there is nothing written in the history books, nor the Bible, Le Bible, that says Jesus was actually born. I'm sorry, in what? Le Bible. We are officially a bilingual podcast now. (laughs) I'm not even sure that's a real French word. Bibliothèque. Oh my God, I thought it was Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? There's nothing in the Bible to say that Jesus Christ was actually born on the 25th of December. Historians think that the man himself was born around Easter time. But like most of the things that the Christians did, they adopted this time of year because it coincided with pre-existing pagan holidays. They piggybacked off it. Exactly. Okay. Christmas originates from two pagan festivals, a Roman pagan festival of Saturnalia, Saturnalia. Yes. Finally, my Greek and Roman history can come in. <laughs> Saturnalia was like a festival. It was kind of like a topsy-turvy festival. So the kings okay. would become the peasants, and the peasants would become the kings in certain places. Yeah. So Saturnalia was a lawless, drunken time in Rome where literally anything was okay. Yeah. This was the original purge. I was literally about to say it. <laughs> Saturn, the Roman god of agriculture, liberation, and parties was celebrated at this time. And it was a time for feasting, role reversals, as you said, free speech, gift giving and revelry. Basically, gender bending sex, drinking, cursing people out, trading gifts and doing whatever the fuck you want. So honestly, I feel like nowadays we're actually making it more traditional than it ever has been before. With all the drinking and all the free speech. So where the date December 25th comes from is after a solstice, so I think it's December 21st, First, the mm-hmm. darkest night of the year, the renewal of light and the coming of the new year was celebrated. They celebrated the birthday of the unconquerable sun on December 25th. There's also a second one called Yule, which has its roots in Germanic paganisms yeah. in Scandinavia. So you often hear things like Yuletide, Yule Log that mm. is associated with Christmas time. Well, that's interesting because uh, we have a friend, friend of the podcast, hello Caroline, uh, who's Swedish and good Yule is... Absolutely. Merry Christmas. So in Scandinavia, the Norse celebrate Yule from December 21st, the winter solstice, solstice, through to January. In recognition of the return of the sun, fathers and sons would bring home large logs, which they would set on fire. They would feast until the log burned out, which could take as many as 12 days. So this also goes back to the 12 day of Christmas traditions. As well. Oh, cute. Yes. Mm. It's all linked. Mm. The end of December was a perfect time for celebration in most areas of Europe anyway. At this time, most cattle were slaughtered so that they would not have to be fed during the winter. And for many, it was the only time of year when they had a supply of fresh meat. And in addition, most wine and beer made during the year was finally fermented and ready for gargling. Unreal. So basically, the sesh was prepared for Christmas. The sesh? Before Jesus was even born, the sesh (laughs) was born, okay? Well, that's the thing. You can only imagine, like, imagine, like, as a human being, like, when it's the coldest it's going to be in the year, you're going to get together and have a party. 
Absolutely. Do you get me? Also, there's something so dark, kind of like, we can't be arse feeding the animals, so let's just murder them all. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the only thing I took from that. Like, so instead of giving any of them a fighting chance, even like one or two, you can bring them inside the house. It's like, let's just fucking kill them. So as John mentioned, Christmas is celebrated on the 25th of December by Western churches because they use the Gregorian calendar. In the Greek and Russian Orthodox churches, Christmas is celebrated 13 to 14 days after the 25th because they use the Julian calendar, which is 13 to 14 days behind the Gregorian calendar. I know nothing about this shit, but it sounds really interesting. We use the Gregorian one. That's the one that, like, you know, 30 days of September, April, June, and November, that whole business. But mm-hmm. yeah, there are literally other countries like Greece and Rome who use a different calendar. So that's why, to me, the whole concept of history and time is completely warped because everyone disagrees on when time actually happened. Both Western and Eastern churches celebrate Epiphany or Tree King's Day 12 days after their own respective Christmases. Also the day you take your Christmas tree down. The oh, 6th yeah. of January. The 6th. So by holding Christmas around the same time as traditional winter solstice festivals, I cannot say that bloody word. Solstice. 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 The church thought that they would be easier for the pagans to adapt into Christianity and to adapt Christian celebrations. So it's, oh, a mo-fucking lie. That, it makes sense if you think of it from that way, like piggyback off the other ones. That's what you said for Halloween, like we had exact thing. Exact seven same thing. and everything and they jumped on that and made a Halloween. Boom, done. So I'm hearing no mention of our real figurehead of Christmas, which is... Santa Claus. Mm. Is there a reason for that? Why there's been no mention of Santa Claus yet? Well, Colin is our Santa Claus expert, as mentioned in episode 8 of the podcast. You can't <laughs> see this, but I just dabbed because I'm a loser. Dab on that. Uh, but yeah, so Santa Claus, um, I think I mentioned in one of the other episodes, uh, he was like an invention of Coca-Cola or whatever it might be. But uh, the whole concept of St. Nicholas, which is what we would call Santa Claus, uh, goes back a long, long time. So mm. Santa is based on St. Nicholas, who was the patron saint of children, who was born in Patara in modern-day Turkey. Ooh. Yes, I know. All the time, he would have looked foul. <laughs> he was a very popular saint for many, many centuries, and even after the reformation of the church, became quite popular just in general life for people, especially in countries like um, the Netherlands and places like that. And the name Santa Claus actually evolved from his Dutch nickname, which was Sinterklaas. Class, mate. Sinterklaas. So, Sinterklaas, which was a shortened version of Saint Nicholas, which is Dutch for Saint Nicholas. Nicholas. Fucking class, <laughs> like. Santa's class. Such a stupid <laughs> Irish name. <laughs> um, so that's where Santa Claus came from. So it kind of derived down from the Dutch version of his name. So like I did say before, Coca-Cola did make the image of the red-suited old fat man very popular in mm. people's minds. And they did do that, even if their official website denies it. But the whole idea of this version of Santa did exist in many different forms uh, beforehand. So he appeared as an old man, as a young man, as a fat guy, as a skinny guy in reds and greens and yellows, but always as a giver of gifts to children oh. that was always the story and even in countries like Germany and things like that the whole concept of coming up the chimney and riding a sleigh like that was all there from a long time ago but it's only the kind of red fat guy was branded in our brains from Coca-Cola interesting but what's the association with Saint Nick and December 25th do we know we don't know specifically but as a Saint Saint Nicholas his patron Saint Day is the 5th of December ah, so okay. it is around that Christmas time so okay. I imagine an amalgamation of this character who gives gifts to children around December kind of came into your topic of the idea of where Christmas came from. And marketing and big companies take on this shit like they do with St. Valentine's Day. Exactly. So. Capitalism. 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 Oh. But um, Santa Claus does exist in many, many different forms in different countries around the world. So you have to think if there's the English or American version of Santa Claus who gives gifts, there must be different kind of variations in different countries. Mm-hmm. And there are many. Chris Kind or Chris Kringle was believed to deliver gifts to kids, well-behaved kids in Switzerland and Germany. So that's where you get Chris Kringle from, where you give the gifts to your friends. Oh. Well, people call it Secret Santa. We would call it Chris Kringle. I always thought it was Chris Kindle, and I thought my Dublin family called it Chris Kringle like it's a Dublinese thing. Ah, Dublinese. This is a particular mix of profanity, comedic metaphors and local slang words that make up the language spoken by lots of Dubliners, including myself. No, Chris Kringle is what he's <laughs> okay, called. Okay, they're correct. Kringle. 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 <laughs> I love when you're deep Dublin accent. <laughs> so good. Um, there's other versions as well. So in Scandinavia, a jolly elf named Yuldomten was thought to deliver gifts in a sleigh drawn by goats. English legend explains that Father Christmas visits each home on Christmas Eve to fill the stockings with holiday treats. And I do know that because I have cousins in England who call him Father Christmas and when they come home to visit us, we give them a wee schmack and say, no, it's Santy. It's Santy. It's Santy. Santy. Pere Noel is responsible for filling the shoes of French children. In Russia, it's believed that an elderly woman named Babushka purposely gave the wise men wrong directions to Bethlehem so that they couldn't find Jesus. Ah! 
Babushka, 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 Thank you, Kate Bush. <laughs> so yes, there was a Russian old woman called Babushka who purposely gave the wise men wrong directions to Bethlehem so that they couldn't find Jesus. Later, she felt remorseful, but could find the men to undo the damage. So to this day, on January 5th, Babushka visits Russian children leaving gifts at their bedsides in the hope that one of them is the baby Jesus and that she will be forgiven. She's a boy-sass bitch. Basically, she was causing shit. She's like, nah, not telling you. And then she's like, balls. That was kind of the savior of Christianity, wasn't it? Shit, I need to make up for that. <laughs> oh my God, what a story. So yeah, there's lots of different variations of Santa Claus all around the world. But by and large, there is a really cool person who gives gifts to kids in Christmas time. I still think my fave is Santa Claus, like. K-L-A-A-S. If there is anybody who doesn't know how to speak that word properly, please do tell me if I butchered it. But not only that, that's the idea of Santa Claus as we know him. And as I said, there are versions of him on a sleigh with goats or reindeer. But interesting fact, how many reindeer did Santa have originally? 14. What? 14. Where are you getting 14 from? I have no idea. Did you just pull that out of your hole? I, I think so, yeah. He had six originally. Oh. I was going to go for two. But there's more in this in the song. In the song, Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer, there are seven reindeers. Fuck me. Can you Where name them all? 14? Yeah. Donner, Blitzen, Vixen, Rudolph, Dasher, mm-hmm. Prancer, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough, but no. Uh, I don't know. Can't get the last one. No. And you did them in such a weird order. Like, they go I know, on Dancer, on Prancer, and... On, on Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, and Vixen, Comet and Cupid, Donner and Blitzen. Well, the whole idea of Santa and his reindeer is very, very popular, but the character of Rudolph wasn't one of the original reindeers, even though he was technically the most famous reindeer of all. Mm. He was actually born 100 years after his eight flying counterparts in 1939. Um, the Red-Nosed Reindeer was created by a guy called Robert L. May, who was a copywriter at the Montgomery Ward Department Store. He wanted to create a jingle that would work, so he created a song called Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and the rest is history. That doesn't surprise me. I very much expected Rudolph to, the concept of Rudolph to come 100 years after. In my head, it's kind of like, oh, a reindeer with a cute name and a red nose would be a great setup for a teddy bear. Yeah, they wrote the book, Red, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and it kind of went from there. Capitalism! <laughs> <laughs> John's face. So guys, do we love or hate Christmas? Because I know Christmas can be a very hard time for some. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult with those who maybe don't have the best relationships with their family. It can be emotionally draining, can be a difficult time. Money-wise, yeah. absolutely, it's very stressful. I think like anything, I, li- I like certain parts of Christmas. I like the coming together of family. Mm. I like the thought of sitting around the table, sharing dinner, spending time with family and friends you might have seen for a long time, bonding. I like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like the concept of like, you know, giving presents to receive presents. So there's plenty of aspects of Christmas that I do enjoy and the message that it gives. And obviously then there's the capitalism parts of it and <laughs> is it just you know a holiday created by big corporations yeah. to get more money from us i mean i i that is a part of it but to, when it comes to christmas i do tend to focus on the more positive parts of it that's good than the negative parts well good for you but i do think that we should bring out a line of mugs in time for christmas that's it but i like christmas for me like john said it's a time of coming back to your family because obviously i don't live at home i don't get to come home very often because i know i've built a life over here i can't be going back to ireland every five minutes so for me going back at christmas time where i get to see all my extended family on both sides is is really nice so mm. that's what i kind of use it for I love Christmas now for the same reasons as you. I love going back to seeing my family. I hated Christmas when I worked in retail. It was my least favourite time of year. Oh, well, I never worked in retail during Christmas time, but I worked in hospitality, so like restaurants and bars. And people oh, people in restaurants are horrible at Christmas. Honestly, it was the worst. Like working in retail, people coming in like, have the sales started yet? They always start in Stephen's Day. Don't come at me. Don't come near me. It was the worst I hated. And you got like one day off, you got Christmas Day off and that was it. Like shout out to everybody working in retail and also everybody working in hospitals and people who have to work over the Christmas period. Like God bless you. My dad, um, he's a chef. But especially like in the 90s working like in these big restaurants and like restaurants and hotels and stuff. And he freaked him like, you know, all the 80s, 90s and early noughties. He, he didn't enjoy Christmas. Mm. He didn't see his family. It was very much come home late Christmas Eve, spend Christmas Day, have to go to bed Christmas Day early because he was up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Megan. Working straight into probably the 2nd of January. It took him until he got his own business and he could um, control his own hours. Then he started to enjoy Christmas a bit more because like he said, Christmas wasn't in any way a family time for him. No. Or a relaxing time. It was the most stressful time of the year mm. so as we have to do on the Generation Wido podcast we do need to talk about how millennials celebrate Christmas because I do feel things have changed um, ever so slightly the older that we've gotten 
John, how do you feel like things have changed? Do you think things are less traditional, less religious? I think this is quite an interesting one for me because I can actually see the change in my own lifetime. Mm. You know, if we talk about um, previous changes, kind of things happened like when I was very young, maybe mm. in the 80s. The change of Christmas and how it's gone from religious holiday more to a family orientated holiday, more secular celebration, shall we say, is something I saw in my lifetime. Yeah. When I was younger, it was Christmas Eve Mass. It was uh, a midnight mass. I'm sorry, is there anything more Irish than the midnight mass being at 10 o'clock because all the dads would be too pissed at 12 o'clock? So they'd have to have it at 10. Ours is at 7. At 7. Yeah. Midnight that's mass at 7. Yeah. That's Dublin, I'm that's sorry. Dublin. We had it at 10 o'clock. You, I went to one midnight mass and I'll never forget one guy leaned over the sides, got sick in the church. <gasps> oh, I was about 7. Oh. So obviously they changed it to like an earlier time. The priest was saying, oh, you know, it's for all the young families and stuff. No, it was to stop the dads going to church absolutely pissed. That's horrific. Love. But now um, I don't go to church at Christmas. I also can't remember the last time I got um, or gave a Christmas card that had, say, Jesus on it or any symbolism of Jesus. Mm, interesting. Just little things like that. I think the biggest change I've noticed is definitely the religion aspect coming away from it. Do you think you notice it more in the UK than you do in Ireland? I think definitely working in schools because obviously I'm a Christian country. Mm-hmm. So you do focus a bit more on the aspects of family and the image of Santa and the Christmas trees as opposed to the baby Jesus being born because not a lot of children are Christian, so. Just to clarify, I think it's like 90 or 98% of schools in Ireland are Catholic schools. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we're taught about religion and Christmas, the Catholic side of Christmas from a very young age. So to it's, baby Jesus. To baby Jesus. Yeah. So that is what you're talking about. I'm guessing it's not the same here in Catholic. Yeah, look, it's, I mean, you, you do the story of Jesus mm-hmm. and the three wise men and all that kind of thing, but it's, it's very much like a one-off kind of lesson and the rest of it is more like celebration and family and the religious lessons are more like lines of like I'm thankful for my family I'm thankful for being able to pop a Christmas tree with my family I'm thankful for being able to celebrate and get presents on this day Mm. as opposed to saying we do this day to celebrate the birth of Jesus so Christmas is celebrated in approximately 160 countries worldwide nine out of ten millennials celebrate Christmas but only four out of ten millennials consider it a religious holiday interesting article I read go on go on wouldn't be like you for me, this is absolute blasphemy. Apparently, millennials want to spend Christmas with their friends over their family. A survey showed that one-fifth of 2,000 Gen Ys polled in the UK would rather spend Christmas with their friends than their family. One in ten hoped that there was no room at the rain laws so they didn't have to visit. Oh! And majority said that they would spend it in front of the TV, in their PJs, with their friends over family time. Wow, I thought that study was going to be America, where people might be so far apart from their families geographically that they had to spend it with their friends, but in the UK? Yeah. Wow, because I know obviously the three of us are very family-oriented at Christmas. I think in terms of that, we're obviously a bit of a bubble. Yeah. Like, I did have a friend that I was on a place with a couple of years ago, and he came out to his family, and his family did not want to see him. Mm. Um, they kind of did begin, begin to accept him, because of his sexuality, in case that wasn't obvious. They did begin to accept him, and he said he didn't for one Christmas. It was very awkward. He didn't enjoy any of it. It was just lots of comments towards him. He said he hated the concept of Christmas ever since then. And then he said he's up with his boyfriend and their friends they created their own Christmas tree. That's nice. That's so really nice. So I think nice. it's not along the lines of like, you know, oh, I hate my family and I love my friends. I think it's just more they don't feel um, accepted by their family. Well, this is the thing. I can see kind of where this comes from. Because you ever see like, I know it's not really holiday related, but you see Americans during Thanksgiving where they have this whole can't that's what can't be arse going back to be with the family just for all like you know the awkward questions from mm. my like you know leftist uncle or all this kind of crazy yeah. stuff homophobic answer yeah. i kind of get that where some people might not want to necessarily be around yeah those people well as, as rupaul said herself you know as gay people we get to choose our families very true very true i think as well christmas can be very stressful as we said like there's always a fight on christmas day People, especially if they've been apart from their family, if you're coming home or if you're coming back to somewhere that you haven't lived in a long time, there can be tension, it can be awkward, you kind of don't want to spend lots of time there. I understand why some people might want to create their new new tradition. I completely agree with that as well because I find myself sometimes when I go back home, because I've lived away from home since I was about 19, 20, I find when I go back there, I revert to the person that I was at that age when I lived there. And I wasn't a very fun person. I was narky and childish mm. and a bit of a dope. And I do revert very easily back into that sometimes. Not so much anymore. But when I was younger and the first couple of years of going back, 
it's very easy to slip into those patterns of arguing with your mother and thinking to yourself, well, I'm just trying to like, you know, have a conversation, but you're just being a dick. Yeah. Now you know you're being a dick, but you slip easily into those patterns or going home and getting really drunk like you used to do when you were 18 or 19, which you haven't done in so long. Yeah. But yeah, I can see why people don't want to revert back to that person that they were back then. I definitely had this when I first like left my hometown. I had a thing of like, you know, oh, I don't live in the small town anymore. I'm living in this city. Oh my God, like, you Like, I know loads of things. Like, I know what the big bad world is like now. <laughs> like, why am I coming back to this? And I was a bit of a dick about it. And then like, people would call me out on this. And I get really defensive. I say, that's absolutely not what it is. You don't understand me. No, John was just being a total fucking dick. Yeah. yeah. That comes with maturity. But there's other aspects as well. So obviously, like we said, Christmas can be a really tough time financially for people. Yeah. Like really tough. So I can understand why it might be hard. Like if you're living away from home, you might be able to afford to get home or get home and spend the presents and all your families. It might be easier not to go there. Or you might feel like you're putting pressure on your own family by being there and they feel the need to spend money on you when they don't have that for you. So yeah, there's, there's lots of different aspects and I can totally understand that. I like to play devil's advocate a little bit. And obviously this um, is something that's been cropping up a lot more lately. Do you say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays? Oh, that's a good one. I say neither. I say Happy Christmas. I was one of those staunch Merry Christmas people for a long time until I moved away from Ireland and I re- realised that other people celebrated holidays that weren't necessarily Christmas. I also say proper Grimbo. No, I don't. Oh no, both Alexa. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. <laughs> To me, it depends on the people I'm around. If I'm with my family or close Irish friends, I will say Merry Christmas. But if I'm, say, talking to, say, certain people, like maybe parents or children in school who, you know, aren't Christian and mm. don't celebrate Christmas, then I'll say have a great holiday. Because, again, like on Christmas Day, they say to themselves, on Christmas Day, they just wake up and spend a regular day with their family. You're acknowledging that it's not just a Christian holiday. Yes, exactly, holidays. yeah. I mean, obviously, they celebrate lots of other holidays themselves that are not Christmas, like, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, if you're really dark, the winter solstice. Ooh, witchy bitch. Uh, Diwali, which we actually celebrated only a couple of months ago. It's a lovely holiday. It I is. love teaching about it. Fireworks. So many fireworks. Yes, no, it's a gorgeous holiday. And Chinese New Year. Yes. So, there's other holidays. Monica, <laughs> what is it? Monica, have a happy Hanukkah. But even in some Muslim countries, I think in Jordan um, and potentially in other Middle Eastern country, I'm not sure, they still have Christmas Day as a national holiday. So they still acknowledge that it's Christmas, which I think is very nice. Oh, that's quite nice, actually. Actually, flashback, I remember talking when I was in Thailand a couple of years ago, I remember talking to somebody who's um, lived in the country and he was Irish. And he said they don't necessarily celebrate Christmas. He said, well, quite a few places will put up a few Christmas decorations and on the actual day they will exchange gifts, even Thai people. Oh, that's nice. That's really cute. You see, it just goes to show, like, there is the concept of giving gifts at Christmas time. Mm. Everywhere. Yeah. Capitalism. Oh, Jesus. So we all mentioned that we're going to spend our Christmas with our families who, of course, aren't with us in the UK. They're at home in Ireland. So we all make that pilgrimage every year of flying home. Oh, God. Dublin Airport's always mad. So apparently this Christmas is going predicted to be the busiest at Dublin Airport with over 1.1 million people expected to pass through, which was up 8% from last year. Um, December 21st is expected to be the busiest day. I will say a special shout out to Dublin Airport. Yes. I remember every time I fly home, like for the past two years, there was like um, a child's choir singing yeah. Christmas songs. Yeah. And it is super cute. And I remember like, but two years ago, they gave me out like um, free table sandwiches. Oh. So I was like, would you like um, a table sandwich? And I do remember like, it was an awful like journey and flight. Like it was just, it was so delayed. But I, I freely admit, I was like, right, this is fucking Christmas. Yeah. Well done, Dublin, Dublin Airport. You played your hand well. No, they do really good things. My auntie actually works up in Dublin Airport in security and terminal too. So oh, no she way. always has the best stories about people coming home and meeting family members and hugs and music and everything. It's bloody gorgeous. I think Dublin Airport do it really well in that they acknowledge that so many people from Ireland to emigrate. We've been doing it since the beginning of time. Since the famine, dare I bring it up again? <laughs> <laughs> We're three for three on the famine. <laughs> um, so it's lovely. But also the Irish people leave, but we always come back for Christmas, obviously because it's such a big holiday for us. Yeah. So I love that they acknowledge that and they make a really big like song and a dance about it. Very true. But unfortunately, not everybody gets to make it home for Christmas. Yes. There are people who have emigrated who don't have the opportunity, the money, the means, the time to get home for mm-hmm. the holidays. I know a lot of friends who live in Australia and places like that who haven't been able to come home the last couple of years. And yeah. I myself, there was one year when I lived in, in New York where I wasn't able to come home for Christmas because the flights were just too expensive. So oh. I had to spend it over there. But it was actually quite nice because I lived with three other Irish people and we 
were there together, the four of us, and it was lovely. And one of the guys that lived with us, his mother came over because he's an oh. only child and it's just her. So she came over to our place in New York and he went to a musical theatre school with lots of people from all around the world. So you didn't get to go home either. So we literally had about 15 people in our tiny little flat in Brooklyn where we all had a Christmas dinner, where his mum came and had to cook dinner and oh. everyone was there drinking and having Christmas. And it was really, really cute. It was really cute. It sounds so cute. You get to make your own family. You get to you make your to, own yeah. family. My favourite thing about Dublin Airport is, you know, when you see families who've emigrated and they've just had a baby and like the grandparents have never seen the child yet. <gasps> oh, the videos I saw oh. last year are so cute. I was justified to say, if you ever need to cry or if everything's just like, you know what, I feel like shit, I need to get these tears out. Watching those families reuniting mm. with other families they haven't mm. seen in years from emigrating back to different continents, that's emotional porn. <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. Or she always record from Dublin Airport in like the week of Christmas. RTE, or Radio Telefisheren, is a semi-state company and the National Public Service Media of Ireland. Every year at Christmas time, they report live from Dublin Airport and capture all of the lovely reunions of immigrants all over the world with their families. But like we said, we're all going home for Christmas this year. But um, I'm very intrigued. What are your kind of Christmas traditions? Because I don't think we've actually talked about it before as friends. Our Christmas traditions are quite traditional. We're not one of those families that opens a present on Christmas Eve. My mom was very specific. Mm-mm. All presents are open Christmas oh. morning. Most of the time Christmas Eve we spent with family. It's always my, my aunt's birthday, so we'd always oh, go drinking nice. with her. Christmas morning then, you know, we get up at the usual time, open presents, always have an amazing breakfast. My dad would always make sure he brought food from the cafe that he owned. So it was the good shit, not like the fucking cheap shit we usually get. No offense. <laughs> Hold on, I'm about to say you're really plugging the Sunnyside Cafe down, just, in, uh, there. down in uh, <laughs> Carrick. And then we don't have any specific Christmas traditions on the day. We all spend it with family. But one year it could be my dad's side of the family. One year it could be my mom's side of the family. We don't have any like specific go-tos. Okay. And then Christmas night is always about watching the telly, eating turkey sandwiches. Uh, watching the Strictly Special always. Mm, I was going to say, what do you all watch on Christmas Day? The Strictly Special, always watch a movie and then just kind of pick on celebrations. So nothing really, really different or out there, but it's it's my Christmas Day and I always love it. I think that's sacred. I think just chilling on Christmas Day is like so, so, so nice. Yeah. So my Christmas celebrations start on Christmas Eve when you go down to the local boozer and you categorically get sloshed. Do you guys drink on Christmas Eve? So everybody that you've ever known from childhood goes to the local on Christmas Eve from wherever they've travelled in the world they meet up there's certain people that I speak to once a year and it's on Christmas Eve <laughs> and then I'll come home fall home if there's ham in the oven my brother will probably help himself to a bit of ham my mom will go mad the next day because he's after taking the ham drunk before a Christmas dinner we go to midnight mass sometimes but we kind of just go to please me mum. so like me mum will go in and then we'll make a swift exit to the pub because it's across the road <laughs> I was going to say you go in there what midnight mass at 7 and then back off yeah we go to mass at 7 we leave at 7.05 and then we go across <laughs> to the pub Christmas morning I am have me brand new pyjamas that I got in the night before has to be done Christmas 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 <laughs> <laughs> Christmas morning we woke up early we walk downstairs and we stand on the stairs outside the living room door we have to go down with the oldest going in first so dad goes in first to check if Santi came I'm 28 next year my buddy's 25 okay my dad goes in first to check if Santi came my dad comes back and he's like oh my god Santi came so mum has to go in first then I go in then my brother goes in and we open all our gifts and our pajamas and then we have like a big dirty fry up then I have my beautiful Christmas rigout Rigout is another word for your outfit. I don't know where it comes from, but it's one of my favourite Irish words. So I'm after buying new Christmas clothes just to wear to my nanny's house <laughs> and to sit in the gaff all day. So we go to me mum's mum's first, go down Nanny Marie. There's millions of cousins in a house in Cabaret. <laughs> We're greeted at the door with sausage rolls, chicken gouterons at 12. And my granddad pour- pours us like double portions of Bacardi's and Cokes. Like... <laughs> Every every Christmas morning. Then we roll out of the house, go back to my house. We have my dad's side of the family who come up for dinner. And we all have dinner together, which I have to say, as like a vegetarian slash vegan, is pretty shy. Oh, God, I can't even imagine. But like, you can sacrifice taste for saving the world, yeah. Uh, yeah, then we chill at home. We watch Mrs. Brown's Boys always. Nibble at some sweets, play some games, like Word Up. You know, all that thing in your head. We play all those. Like, I love games. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. In bed by 10. Like, bliss. Absolute bliss. Well, the oh, next day, it's such a heavy day. Like, you need that sleep. Yeah. I never go out on Stephen's Day. St. <gasps> Stephen's Day, also known as Day of the Wren or Boxing Day, has been a holiday in Ireland for years and celebrated on December 26th, the day when you go out and get absolutely pissed with your pals. 
Really? I can't deal with town is shocking on Stephen's Day. I love it. I'll go to the pub possibly or like I might go to like a gaff or a sesh but I don't go out in town. It's like no, the I, worst day of the year. I will go back to my old uni town and hang with my old uni friends. But the 26th is our day mm. and we always have plans. Mm-hmm. Cute. Well, my plans are kind of the same. They're very traditional. So Christmas Eve is immediate family. So mom, dad, brother, sister. So kind of spend the day together doing a few bits. Now we do open presents on Christmas Eve, but what we what? open is, yeah, because me and my brother and sister always get each other a gift. So mm-hmm. I'll get one for each of them and they get presents for me and each other and blah, 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 blah. So we'll open our presents to each other on Christmas Eve. And then my mom and dad will exchange their gifts that they got each other. And we'll give our parents the presents that we got them all on Christmas Eve. So it's kind of like an intimate, cute little thing around the fire. Uh, watching TV, having a wee drink, that kind of thing on Christmas Eve. So what's open on Christmas Day? So Christmas Day is like actual presents. So like Santa presents. I'm sorry, Princess Connie. Like this is none of the presents that my parents have got us. This is me and my brother and sister giving us ours. And then we give our parents their presents. I'm sorry. And then mum and dad give each other theirs. Of course, PJ podcast. And then Santa comes. And you, right, okay. Yes. And then Santa comes the next day. Yes. So we go to bed early on Christmas Eve. I never go drinking on Christmas Eve. It's not a big thing for me. I know a lot of people do. But because I think it's because I have younger siblings and they're still like Owen, my youngest, my youngest, <laughs> my youngest brother. Oh God, imagine the absolute, that's like soap storyline scenes. He's actually mine. But um, he was still quite young up until a couple of years ago. So we'd always spend it at home with family uh, and then maybe we'd go out on the 23rd or something instead for drinks with friends. Like traditionally, we always get up super early because my parents' bedroom is upstairs and the three of us are downstairs. So one of us would always wake up early, go into the other and be just like, well, you wake up. It's like, yeah, right, come on in. So then we'd go in there and then we'd just like, right, let's migrate to the other one. So we just go between the three Aww. of us for ages, normally hours in advance waiting and then get up at like half seven or eight o'clock and mum and dad shouting, if you come up these fucking stairs at eight o'clock, we will beat the shit out of you. <laughs> well, we'll go up eventually, we'll get them awake and it'll all be great. And then we come downstairs. We always have to go in together at once. We never lock the door because a lot of trust. But we always stand outside the door and go in together every Christmas morning and then we'll go in. Um, when we were younger, presents for each of us would be like in different sections of the house. Yeah, we do that. So that we'd know who's who's and what's what and there'd be no war. And then I think in the last couple of years as we've gotten older and we haven't gotten as many gifts so there have been like, you know, a couple of clothes and things like that. They've, we have sacks there. So mum saw these really oh. fabulous sacks that have our names on them and then it's like Connor, Emily, Owen and they are Christmas sacks. And then Christmas morning, presents done, open them up, it's all lovely. Have to call all the cousins and see what do you get, what do you get, what I get, what he she get. <laughs> And then we go over to my nanny Peggy, who lives across the road from us. Uh, well, traditionally we'd go over there, have dinner, and that'd be on my mum's side of the family, so all the cousins and um, aunties and uncles. And then in the evening time we'd go over to my auntie Michelle, who's on my dad's side, and all that family, dad's side of the family, would meet in her house for drinks in the evening time. So then we just stay there and get nasty sloshed with the cousins, which lovely. is always lovely. I wonder if this is a millennial Gen Y infantilization thing again. Because do you reckon our parents in their late 20s to 30s behave like this on Christmas? God, no. At my age, well, if my parents were at my age, they would have had me by then. Yeah. Like, they'd be having presents for their own kids and not me being here, like, nearly 28 years of age. It's like, Manny, I want presents. I wonder if it's just an Irish thing as well, because I don't know if other English people go back and become children again and do, like, has Santy come? Like, I don't know <laughs> if that's, like, a strictly Irish thing. Yeah, that's thing. actually quite true. I'm not too sure. My parents don't really do that, to be honest. Oh, do they not? No. Okay. I definitely think, like, we reached that certain age, and which is kind of like, it was just a nice thing we get up and we saw presents. No, you're right. It's not bad. Like, I yeah. think we should be growing up <laughs> out this. Like, I personally love the Christmas. Me too. I'm happy I love to it. stay in the whole Christmas yeah. ride. Since Stephen's Day, we'll go over to my uncle, who owns a restaurant, and he'll close up and throw out a big spread for the whole family, and we'll sit Lovely. and have drinks and a bit of grub, and then go out with my friends and get obviously slashed in Wrigley's. Ridley's is an infamous nightclub in Dundalk where our Connor's from. I've never been to it myself, but the internet is telling me to avoid it at all costs. Now, we're probably going to be alienating some of our listeners by doing this, but I found this article and I have to talk about it. 15 Irish Christmas traditions that the rest of the world is missing out on. Oh, okay, I'm ready for this. I'm sorry. I read this and I gasped. It's actually iconic. But did you gay gasp? I didn't go, ah! I was like, ah! Begging your mum for a few pounds so she can buy a spree annual in school. The spree annual children's book that you could get in school every Christmas bursting with quizzes, activities, fantastic facts, jokes, fiction and non-fiction, interviews and more. You would be buzzing to get your hands on these every Christmas. Oh my God! Or if you didn't have enough money, the super one. Oh, oh my God. My God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a throwback to Irish childhoods. Leaving a can of Guinness out for Santi on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I yeah. do that. I used to leave a bottle of stale for Santi. What? Yeah. Well, my parents weren't big drinkers, so they were going to drink that. I presume all your parents got locked on the can. No, Santi did. Oh, of course, Santi did, yeah. Santi did. He loved drinking flying. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Rudolph was lit, yo. Calling Santa Claus Santi as if he's just one of the lads. Absolutely, we've called him Santi this entire episode, yeah, so it's, it's thank Santee. you. If anyone didn't know who Santi was, by the way, it's Santa. <laughs> Getting a selection box from your mum, regardless of whether you're 7 or 27. Question, favourite chocolate in the selection box? Fudge. I'm going to have to go for fudge as well. Anybody who said it's the Dairy Milk Caramel, you're fucking evil. Are chomps still in it? <gasps> Did love a chomp or a curly whirly. Ringing Christmas with a television show about priests getting lost in the lingerie department. Way Father Ted, you boy. Buying the RTE guide and spending a good hour circling all the films and shows that you will watch over Christmas. You absolutely do that. Sorry, it's not Christmas if you don't watch at least three Harry Potter movies. Double whammy RTE guide that was the size of the Bible that was put in through the letterbox. The RTE Guide is a magazine that you would use as a Bible detailing every film, show, Christmas special that was on over the season. Opening a tin of roses and not finding a sewing kit inside of it. <laughs> oh my God, favourite one of the roses, go. Or Quality um, Street, whichever. Quality Street is the toffees, the big flat toffees and roses is the strawberry ones. Strawberry with the cream strawberry inside. Yeah. Thank you, because I say that one too and everyone thinks I'm a hideous human being. Ming it. I mean, what? Well, but I get they're gorgeous. <laughs> no, I think my favourite in either of them, Quality Street or Rose, is, is the ones with the cream strawberry mm. cream or the orange cream I love orange cream as well yes, oh thank god, god we don't share a box oh true because <laughs> I'd be fighting you I feel really uncomfortable right now those are like by far the worst so what's yours? Um, I'm a truffle gal so it has to Fuck be me. the um, green triangle in quality street basic and I love the um, caramel in the roses so you gave people shit for dairy caramel but you'll have a caramel rose <gasps> you burnt son Buying a massive box of Christmas Tato and digging into them over the festive periods. All right, I need to get something oh, clear Jesus here. Tato is a culture thing. Okay. King is a Dublin thing, and I'll fight hey, you if you disagree. Right. I have a packet of King Crest, but I prefer Tato any day. Okay, so we have a double Irish glossary here. Tato, as we all know, are the National Chris of Ireland. I still prefer King. And Culchy is a derogatory term used to describe people growing up in the countryside, mostly by people like me growing up in the city in Dublin. And I will prepare to get a heap load of shy for saying that. Actually, you know what? Something about King that's quite nice, but I would pick a Tato. No, King Chris remind me of being in the pub on a Saturday with your parents and getting a you're absolutely, <laughs> absolutely starving. Can you please go for dinner now? And your dad just buys you four bags of King Chris and then there you go, that's your dinner. Before to go to mass on Christmas Eve to get it out of the way absolutely yeah. for the boozing and having midnight mass at the much more practical time of 9pm or 7 if you're from Dublin or 10 watching a depressing soap to bring you back down to earth special shout out to Fair City I know this is so stupid but I live in breathe EastEnders and EastEnders Christmas storylines are what I fucking get off on and getting to bed early getting ready for the St. Stephen's Day and causing absolute carnage tea tea motherfucking tea the biggest Christmas tradition wasn't in that list what was that? The fucking Late Late Toy Show. <gasps> the Late Late Toy Show is an annual show aired at Christmas time for kids, hosted by Ryan Tuberty of The Late Late Show. Every year they demonstrate the new toys that this year has to offer and that Santa Claus will bring the kids at Christmas time. It's full of kids, it's full of games, it's full of songs. It's generally very cheesy. We hate to love it, but we all really love it. Oh my God, the toy show. How can we forget about the toy show? Now, I have opposing thoughts to Ryan Tuberty. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of it. You can't be... Um... You can't be Gabo. Like, Gabo was the OG. Um, I have some more actual, traditional, factual... Not that yours wasn't factual. I was say, I thought mine was extremely factual <laughs> I'm there. just, like, giving you shade. Um, So, a Christmas pudding. Irish mammies always prepare their Christmas puddings in September. Maybe even beforehand. Sometimes in summertime. And My they does, ri- yeah. yeah, you rinse them with Guinness or stout or brandy. So they're nice and mature for Christmas. Well, my uncle, he has a restaurant and they do Christmas pudding every Christmas, but he doesn't make them. My nanny makes them. My nanny batch makes them in a tiny little cottage at Bally Bar. Makes them over and over and over. And- I know some people who make them the year before. So like some people will make a Christmas pudding at Christmas for the following Christmas. Jesus. I wouldn't mind but it's rank. I fucking hate it. Oh, yeah. I hate it. I'm like a raisin in a cake is a sick man situation like I can't it's disgusting disgusting have any of you heard of the tradition of the candle in the window yes yes. so you light a candle in the window on Christmas Eve to signal to Mary and Joseph that they're welcome there was a permanent candle placed in the window of Oris and Uteron which was adopted by Mary Robinson Oris and Uteron is the name of the president of Ireland's house think the White House but in Irish. To symbolise that Irish immigrants are always welcome home. I think that's so nice. Oh, that is so lovely. I love that. So as we spoke about already, Christmas is a wonderful time where you meet with family. If you're religious, it's a great time to celebrate the birth of Jesus, even though he wasn't really born then. It can be very materialistic. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. So much so that this year, 62% of millennials 
will put themselves in debt of more than $500 for Christmas time. Jesus. Yeah. And when it comes to gifts, 46% of millennials would prefer to receive money. 32% prefer to receive your traditional regular Christmas gifts. And 23% would like to receive an experience. So how do we feel about the gift giving process of Christmas? I quite like it. I like the concept of giving gifts. Showing people that you care, giving something they like, getting like you know things back in return. I think it's lovely. Do I think things are becoming a lot more materialistic? In mm. a word, yes. And I also think there's a lot of pressure on gift giving as well. So, for example, a lot of people will do like you know um, Chris Kringle, like we talked about before, where you set a limit and you have to do that a certain amount of money and get a gift for someone in the group. I feel there's a lot of pressure to spend that certain amount of money on the gift rather than a gift that you think is more personal and suited for people. I think that there is a lot of pressure. In mm. the gifts that you give or the gifts that you receive. We also can't talk about a Generation Wilder podcast without mention of social media. Oh. The amount of people who post up, like, you know, like families or parents who post up photos of the, the presents under the Christmas tree. And you can barely see the Christmas tree. It's not a competition. And again, we can't help but compare ourselves to other families. And I feel that makes it much harder on families. The worst is like the horns on Instagram being like, oh my God, spoiled this year. Or like, he knows me so well. Or like tickets to be like, see you in New York in March. Ben and I don't do Christmas. We don't do Christmas presents. We stopped doing Christmas presents a long time ago. I'd rather like give gifts on like a birthday where it's more personal or anniversary. Christmas to me is like made up. Also, he's a cop out because he's Jewish. So he's <laughs> But still, I, I don't buy into the Christmas gifts. I give to my parents just because they spoil me. So I'm like, it's only right that I do it back to them. Yeah, totally. But yeah. otherwise, what other half? So I'm like over it. But to be fair, gift giving can be a lot of pressure. And especially for parents because kids these days have fucking balls with the presents that they're asking for. I went on Twitter for a little nosy about Christmas lists that kids are putting out these days. Go on. Fucking state of them. <laughs> if I had asked for this stuff when I was a kid, I'd be smacked. Listen to this. This is a little girl, 10 years old. This is what she wants for Christmas. <clears throat> iPhone 11, AirPods, new MacBook Air, a real bunny, a hydro flask, clothes, makeup, pink pumas, uh, new shoes. Okay, so the girl's 10, she can't spell. So she wants gooky sliders, <laughs> channel perfume. This is my favourite one. Essential oil. <laughs> A-S-E-N-C-H-A-L Essential oils <laughs> I'm sorry A parent let their child Post this on Twitter With all those spelling mistakes No the I mother did The mother did it She wants new shoes She wants checkered vans A GoPro A pink duck tap Whatever that is uh, Clothes for this bunny That she wants as well American oh girl gosh. dolls The list goes on and on and on How does a child know What gookie sliders are Like <laughs> You should know What gookie sliders are It's social media They're yeah. on TikTok And Twitter And all these other Crazy newfangled Apps And we don't know What they want We don't know What's out there It's mad I just be like You're getting a bag of coal I'm sorry about you What happened to The good old days Of the autumn winter Argos catalogue Coming out at the end of September oh, yes. Open it up And searching what you wanted My ma used to be like Now open the Smith's catalogue And open the Argos catalogue Because sometimes Santa's helpers are busy And he has to buy stuff From Smith's for you So just, <laughs> let, just let me know I'm right in your list of like June you're on it I love that so much but the kids these days are asking for mad gifts but my it's insane but my question for you guys is what were some of your favourite memories of gifts that you got growing up I actually recently found my list to Santi one year and it was the best Christmas I had so I asked for a chopper you know the bikes the all skill choppers oh yeah it was so stunning it had like the big handlebars it was purple it was an OG chopper like it was amazing um, and Gwen Stefani it was like Gwen Stefani love angel music baby and <laughs> <laughs> a Harajuku girl perfume and that was like the best Christmas I've ever had ever and that was a big that was big big gifts like I was doing very well to get those gifts oh yeah I thought like the main ones I got like a go-kart one year that I was absolutely Aww. obsessed with and I lived in a housing estate and like a tradition was like most of the kids used to get the same presents or you all getting Game Boys but we'll all get Game Boys and play together mm. or you're getting a go-kart we'll all get go-karts and play together so a really old Christmas tradition when I was growing up was all the kids on the housing estate especially that one year we all got a go-kart it was been oh. about 15 of us like driving around um, with go-karts that was amazing that one stands out uh, my favourite one is probably an experience my mm. dad getting me tickets to a child smash for the first time Aww. and I was like 10 and I was getting up like 5 o'clock in the morning to go on the plane from Dublin to Heathrow to go see the match in the atmosphere we won 5-1 and coming back at like 1 o'clock in the morning and having to go to school the next day I think that's my favourite thing when I remember that you're such a raging gay homosexual but you're obsessed with football I know what can I say so I love that one mm-hmm. thanks dad oh I love that I have had some really good memories as well like I think one of my earliest memories and I can never remember if this is real or not so between our dining room and our sitting room there used to be a set of double doors and this is when I was like 2 but they were the year they were taken down I remember a wall of presents 
like a wall of boxes and there probably wasn't that many it was because I was so small it's just I still remember the feeling of like oh my god these are all for me because it's before my root siblings came and ruined everything they're <laughs> all for me and I was like oh my god like I still vaguely remember that that's one of my earliest memories but I think I have to I have to say my best present ever was I got a car for Christmas oh my fucking Jesus, god now, hear me out the reason I got the car for Christmas it wasn't the best car it was a shy second hand car it was because I worked three jobs and I worked three jobs in different parts of the town and I couldn't get lifts to all three of these jobs so mum and dad got me a little banger I feel like you're like vocally masturbating yourself right now it's kind of like I got a car I worked three jobs because I'm so amazing Ugh. I'm just saying where I had to get it it was more of a present of convenience because mum was just sick and tired of having to deal with me and two other kids all over the place my mum would buy me a fucking leap card leap card Ireland's equivalent of an oyster card my favourite one ever was my little brother was asking his asking mum for a lizard for Christmas a bearded dragon and I remember mum said to me every time she was just like I'm not getting a fucking lizard I'm not getting a fucking lizard that's just stupid I was like mum you're not going to do it she was of course I'm not is he mad what do you think now this is around the last time that we were doing Sandy as like you know a threesome and we were waiting outside the door at Christmas morning as we always do and opened the door and mum was like don't worry I didn't do it and we open up and there's this massive cage sitting on the dining room stop table with the lizard in the box and I just turned to her and I was like you are something else in my eyes you cannot beat a card I love a good card like a nice handwritten thoughtful card at Christmas time I just think it's so nice so everybody I think we're going to have to come to the end of this week's episode no I was having fun which is actually really a shame because I really enjoyed this episode yeah this was great we just got to talk a little shy about Christmas <laughs> yeah exactly I got to talk about myself more than anything so we just want to say a huge thank you because we're going to take a break for two weeks Yes. Um, we're all going back to Ireland over the Christmas holiday and we will be back in the new year. But we've gone through 10 episodes this year so far. Double digits. We've had over a thousand downloads. I just want to drop that once more because I literally, I'm spending my own farts right now. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> we want to say a huge, huge thank you and hang in there. Catch up with all 10 episodes over the Christmas break if you're super bored. And we will be back with you in the new year. Woo! Yes, thank you so much for listening, guys. We really do appreciate it. In the new year, we'll be back. It'll be in January. Yes. Keep an eye. You'll get your notifications if you're subscribed to us. Make sure you do <laughs> on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But we're going to be back with a 2019 retrospective and a look to 2020. Yes. Talk about resolutions, that whole just. And then the week after, we'll be getting into relationships part two. Everything you wanted to know about the gays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm throwing down the gauntlet now, girls. This time next year, we'll be 10,000 downloads. <gasps> We're going to be famous. Do not do that Rita Ora thing where she's like, if this gets 30,000 retweets, I'll release a new album. And then it didn't. And she said she got hacked because you might have to claim we got hacked if we don't have 10,000. First of all, the single greatest pop culture moment of the 2010 <laughs> decade. Oh. Absolutely amazing. Not I love that bitch. So guys, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll see you in 2020. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at generation underscore why though. Drop us an email at genwhytho at gmail.com. I usually come for Facebook, but I actually think it's the perfect little thing around Christmas time where you can see everyone's presents and having a great time. So use Facebook and also follow us at generation why though. <laughs>